This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution. That will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. The following is a presentation of Radio.com Sports. Hello, everybody, and welcome. Radio.com Sports presents Big Time Baseball Players Edition. Alongside Tony Gwynn Jr., I'm Ben Davis. We have a great episode lined up for you today, and we'll bring on Radio.com MLB Insider, MLB Network Analyst, and 2004 World Series Champion Kevin Millar in a little bit. I'll tell you a little bit about myself. My name is Ben Davis. I currently am the Phillies color analyst on NBC Sports Philadelphia. I am in my fifth year doing so. Uh, it's a great gig, and when I'm not in the booth doing the color for the games, I do pre- and post-game shows uh, for the Philadelphia Phillies, a team that I never played for. However, grew up watching my entire life, and uh, I got to play in the big leagues with the Padres, the Mariners, and the White Sox uh, for parts of seven years. So, uh, welcome in, Tony Gwynn Jr., Thank you, Ben. Uh, Tony Gwynn Jr. here, as Ben said, um, played parts of eight seasons with the Dodgers, Padres, Brewers, and Phillies. Uh, I I then transitioned into the broadcasting field uh, where I've been for the last four years, the last three seasons with the San Diego Padres. Uh, Ben and I go a ways back being a a 17-year-old kid in the locker room following my dad around. Uh, ben was enjoying his first season at the big league level, and uh, so like as I said, we go way back. There's a there's good chemistry here. Yeah, we d- definitely have a good time. Um, one thing that we start off the show with, and, and obviously a, a somber topic. Uh, yesterday was the 18 year anniversary of 9 11, our our country's uh, gravest day, and it was a, a time that he didn't really know what was going on, especially for me. And yeah, for you, Tony, uh, being in San Diego, I remember we get a phone call, and, and you know, to this day, I, I love to sleep in. It's it's one of my one of my favorite <laughs> things to do. But I remember getting a phone call uh, out in San Diego. We we're we we're home, and I was I was thinking to myself, who the heck is calling me at this hour, knowing that I like to sleep? And I got the phone call, and they said first thing they said was turn on the TV, and I said, well, why? And I found out what was going on I went and woke my roommate Brian Lawrence up and I said this can't be happening this just absolutely cannot be happening and we're so far you know, we're 3,000 miles away in San Diego and we're watching the news and it's like 
what what is going on this it, i kept pinch literally kept pinching myself to say what are we doing right now is this what what is happening no one yeah. had any answers it was just very frustrating uh tell me about your morning that day tony you know i was 18 years old it was my dad's last season uh playing and so i had just come off a summer in which i was following him around uh him you guys i was following all you guys around really at that point and so i remember being in my apartment going into my start of my sophomore season at san diego state and I didn't go to class that day, and I, I turn on the, I turn on the TV, and you know you're kind of waking up. I, I see some news, and I'm you know flipping the channel, and it's on every single channel, the same thing. So at that point, you start to kind of sit there and read and actually pay attention to what's going on, and my jaw hit the floor. I, I, as you did, I ran into my uh, my roommate's room and and started waking everybody up, telling them, hey, you guys need to come come look at this. This is this is absolutely crazy. And I think at 18, you don't, you understand that this is a huge, the, the, the magnitude of what's going on. But as the day went on, you, you realize how big this was. Like this was, as you said, it was the one of the gravest days in, in United States history. Um, and I, and I, to this day, I remember every single moment that morning that happened because it's, it's forever ingrained in, in, in our heads, I think. Yeah, it was, uh, it was such a, you know, the, the moment that it happened, I remember like it was just yesterday. And, uh, you know, we obviously were off for a week. And um, our first game back. It was the Dodgers, week, wasn't it? It was against the Dodgers in Dodger yeah. Stadium. And I remember going out to center field. And, and both teams had the giant American flag in center field. And um, each guy was holding, you know, one of the rungs on the flag. And, and there wasn't a dry eye to be found. I mean, it was yeah. one of those moments where you were so glad to be a part of it. But you're so sad that something like that had to happen. And it was so tragic. And it, just looking around and, and just looking at, you know, you have to go do battle against the Dodgers that night. And you're looking at, at guys, you know, Dodgers uniforms and, and they're crying and we're crying. It was like, you know, it, it made you realize that baseball was just, you know, something yeah. to be put on the back burner. It was, yeah. uh, it's just one of those things. And man alive, I can't believe it's been 18 years since that tragic day in New York City. And, um, you know, obviously a lot of people have lost a lot, a lot of loved ones, uh, in the towers and it's, uh, you know, our thoughts and prayers still go out to them to this day. Uh, moving right along, uh, another somber, not to bring the show down, but another <laughs> right. somber topic. Uh, this is something obviously that affects the Milwaukee Brewers more so than anybody, but I think this affects all of baseball really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. losing, losing Christian Yelich is, it's hard to put into words what this means because at, from a baseball community we don't get to see him play every day you no. know and, and we were talking about it on the air the other night it's like you know christian yelich goes down and i guess some people whoever they are they may say well this is great for this team this is great for that team it's bad for baseball period you know you never wish injury upon somebody but you're you're thinking okay all right how is this going to affect the playoff race then you have the the javier Baez. you know he goes down he's out of the lineup these are two drastic injuries that really could shape the outcome of this wild card race, Tony. There, there's no doubt, and you know, I think first and foremost, nobody who uh, is a fan of the game should ever want one of the best players in the game to miss this time of the year, right? This, and Ben, you can you could you could speak on this. This is the funnest time of the year. This is this is this is one of the times where all the juices are flowing. 
everybody's scoreboard watching. I don't care how long you've been in the league. Uh, this is like the best time of year. And to have one of the best players, the reigning MVP, uh, out for the rest of the season, not to mention his team is right smack dab in the middle of the wild. They might be tied for the second wild card spot at this point. Uh, I, I believe they were half a game. Yeah, so they're tied for a second spot right now. Um, and he's going to miss the rest of the season. Now, I think at first sight, you say, well, Brewer season's over. But a, a lot of weird things could happen in the last three weeks of this season. And uh, I just think it's a shame that we won't have a guy like uh, a Christian Yelich. By the way, you remember what he did last September coming down the stretch for that Brewers ball club. They ended up going to the National League Championship uh, Series. So uh, this is a big blow for them. It'll be interesting to see if they can find a way to produce enough offense without him. Um, but this is certainly a blow for the Brewers. But as you said, Ben, it's a blow for all of baseball, not having a guy like this playing down the stretch. Yeah, and you wonder how a team can really rally around him because, uh, you know, you, you saw Mike Moustaka step up last night with a couple yeah. of home runs. Uh, so how are they going to rally around him? There's a lot of teams that are in this race right now. Uh, but getting back to Yelich for a minute, you have the MVP race, right? Everyone early on, it's all Cody Bellinger, and then Christian Yelich continues to do what he does. But now you have another guy, I think, stepping in, Anthony Rendon. I think it's between the three of them. I know Yelich is out, and these last 17 games, you know, he's not going to be a part of the numbers. Maybe Bellinger keeps rising, Rendon keeps rising. But Yelich still has to be there, really, in the MVP talks. But you got Rendon is creeping up. Ultimately, I think Bellinger gets it. But what do you, what's your take on these three running for the NL MVP? I personally think Rendon put his name in the hat in August. Like he he's been that good uh, the second half of the season, and Washington has been that good in the second half of the season. Uh, my take on it it's it's is that you know what you have the 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 writers voting on this. Um, I just believe it's one of those things where it's an out-of-sight, out-of-mind thing. And I think that's going to hurt Christian Yelich, obviously. The last three weeks, you're going to see Bellinger. You're going to see Rendon in the lineup every day having an impact on their teams. And for a lot of times... For a lot of times, that's that is the last thing we see is the last thing we remember. You know, it's you yeah. know, it's a it's a league of what have you done for me lately. And although Yelich has been in it from the from the start of or the end of March till yesterday when he got or two days ago when he got hurt, um, that's going to hurt him because the last thing people memory will be of him fouling that ball off his knee and missing the last three weeks of the season where Rendon and Bellinger have a chance to sketch other memories in our head as we get to the end of the season. So I definitely think that's going to hurt. I did appreciate seeing Ryan Braun uh, having the double jersey on. He had Yelich's jersey on right underneath his. He said it was a, it was a little awkward feel, but, <laughs> <I'm sure>. uh, <laughs> but uh, I think that's uh, the type of thing that you got to do to try to keep your team's uh, morale boosted at this point. Because, hey, listen, I, nobody's – we're not fools, right, in this in this whole scenario. We know once that happens, the initial thought in everybody's room, in that room in Milwaukee, is like, oh, man, that's – there goes our chances. But you have a chance to kind of sleep on it, regroup, and they're going to have to have guys step up. Low Kane's going to have to step up. Moustakas is going to have to step up. Ryan Braun will have to step up. Uh, and really, that's the only way they find themselves getting into this wild card. Now, they are tied, as I said for a second, but the Mets are playing pretty well. Arizona's playing pretty well, although they've lost four straight. Uh, 
this is going to be an exciting finish to the season, I believe. It sure is. You know, you have so many teams, and you know, you look at it every year since this wild card came in in uh, into play. But you, I think this year more so than any, you have okay, you have the Nats and the Cubs and the Brewers in currently. If the season were to end right now, the Nats, the Brewers, and the Cubs are all in. But the Mets are two games back. The yes. Phillies are two games back. The Diamondbacks yes. are only two and a half games back. There's 17 games to go for most clubs, right? Perhaps, yes. It's like, what is going on? It just doesn't It doesn't seem like any team just wants to reach out there and grab it. So you know what? This is ours. We're getting into the playoffs. The thing that pops out to me that does benefit the Brewers is out of the remaining three teams uh, that are still in this, Fighting for because listen, I think Washington is gonna gonna win that first wild card, and so to me, it's the second wild card spot. So that leaves Cubs, Brewers, Mets, Phillies, and you can throw the Diamondbacks in. They're only two and a half out, but the Met or the Brewers have the easiest schedule moving forward. I believe they have Miami, they have the Padres coming up. Uh, gosh, I can't remember who the other two teams are, but they don't play any contending teams. I think, but one time. Uh, for the remaining part of their schedule. And, and you know, in, in regards to the Cubs, the Cubs kind of get to play with their own destiny because they play uh, the Cardinals down the stretch, right? Mm -hmm. They play uh, the Cardinals twice down the stretch. So they're going to have a say, but they're going to have to beat some good teams in order to get there. And they're here in San Diego right now. They've lost two of the first uh, first three that they played, have a chance to, to, to split the series to today. Uh, but this would be a really disappointing series if they lose three or four to the San Diego Padres, being where they are holding on to that second wild card spot. Yeah, it's it's. I'm anxious to see what goes on. I mean, if if someone were to just really you know hold you at knife point right now and say who do you, who do you think what are the two teams? I know you said the Nationals. What other team do you think makes it? Oh my God. I by default, I think the Cubs will. <laughs> you know, I think <laughs> I think the Brewers have too many question marks with Yelich out. As you said about the Phillies, they don't seem to know what they want to do. I mean, they've been playing 500 baseball really for the last two, two months where yeah. they, if they play just a little bit better, they would be sitting in that second wild card spot. So the fact that they haven't wanted it, they've been kind of you know playing 500 baseball this long, I don't see any reason to believe that they'll get better all of a sudden. We've been talking about that almost all year long. I don't think Arizona has enough. They've seemingly have coming back to the pack, having lost four straight. Uh, and, and you know, with 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 Milwaukee, as I said, they got an easy schedule, but they got a lot of question marks. Yeah, they do. Uh, you know, I, I'm just taking a look at it, and I'm thinking, you know, what can they do? And, and obviously, I know more inside about the the Phillies and. I'm looking at this ball club, and I think the best way to describe them is consistently inconsistent. Mm. And whether that be with the lineup, with the starting rotation, with the bullpen. The other night, we had a, a game against the Braves, and Jason Vargas started the game. He lasted three innings. And the bullpen came in, and they gave up one run in six innings to that stacked Atlanta Braves lineup. I mean, it's stacked. They gave up one run. Jared Hughes gave up a, a solo home run. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, this bullpen comes in, they, they wow people at times, and all of a sudden, or they'll, they'll go up and, and, and give it up. It's the same way with the lineup. It's so frustrating. You know, first and foremost, I'm a fan, but obviously I work for the, you know, with the ball club and, and broadcast the games. But it's, it's frustrating because if you look at, and I know we don't play this game on paper, we play it between the lines. But if you look at this lineup on paper, 
you're thinking to yourself, man, this this team's going to put up a lot of runs. A juggernaut, right? Right, exactly right. You got you got speed at the top, you got power throughout, but it's just so inconsistent. Uh, last night they had they had five hits. Uh, they only had four hard hit balls that are considered 95 mile an hour exit velo or more. They had four hard hit balls all night long. And they're, you know, all singles. Um, it's just a, it's a lineup that is infuriating in time. But then when they click, they really click. I just don't know if they're consistent enough to, to really finish off these 17 games. And their schedule does not do them any favors either. You know, they have, no, Boston, no. They have Boston coming in this weekend. They had, then they have to go to Atlanta. Then they have to go to Cleveland. And then they have to go to Washington. So it's mm. not going to get any. They're the, the Sunday night game in Cleveland. And then they they got to fly to Washington. They play Monday night. And then they have a doubleheader on Tuesday. So it's going to be a lot of baseball for this ball club. You just wonder if they have the depth to get in. Hey, this is Cody Decker from Swings and Misses, the Radio.com Sports Original, here to talk to you about hymns. Now, baseball has done a hell of a job ruining my hairline over the years, and quite frankly, my wife can't stand it. Well, thank God I just started taking hymns. Go to 4hymns.com. 4hymns.com is your one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and sexual wellness for men. Now, hair loss gets to be a decision rather than an absolute fate. Hymns connects you to real doctors and medical-grade solutions to treat hair loss. These are no snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. No, this is real medication from doctors backed by science. Use promo code SWING and my listeners get a trial month of hymns for just $5 today, right now, while supplies last. See website for full details and safety information. This would cost hundreds of dollars if you went to a doctor or a pharmacy. Go to 4 slash swing. That's 4 spelled F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash swing. The Nationals, I feel like they, they've got that first spot. So we're talking about the, the, the best of the rest. And the Cubs have are tied with the Brewers for that second wild card, as we've been discussing. When I look at the Cubs, uh, I've watched them play the last three games. Uh, the first day, they were explosive. They And they can score runs with the best of them. They put up a, a, a huge number the first game here on Thursday. Uh, excuse me, on, on Monday. Then they... Um, Came back from an 8-3 deficit on Tuesday to win that game, or to lose, but then they would end up losing that game. Yesterday, they get pretty much shut down by Chris Paddock, and and what I'm seeing is kind of what I saw when Philly came into town. Right, it, the team knows it's time to go, but they're just seemingly having a tough time getting a, a jump started. And and at least in the Cubs' case, they have a legitimate excuse. Right, they're missing Javier Baez. They're missing Addison Russell. Uh, Wilson or, uh, Contreras is, is still coming back, getting healthy from his hamstring issue. Uh, and I, I, I'm concerned there about their starting pitching, ultimately. They, their bullpen arms, I think, are good enough. Uh, but their starting pitching is a little bit shaky right now. You go to the Brewers, it's the same thing. Uh, their starting pitching is very shaky. They've also lost their best player. Uh, I, I think it, because of... Uh, the schedule they have, it, it's, it, it, it benefits them in that case. But uh, I, I just, at the end of the day, I think the Cubs, they're both, both Cubs and Brewers are pretty much playing the same type of baseball right now. And I see the Cubs winning, like I said, by default when it's all said and done. You might be right. And I, I think you look at some of these teams, it's almost like, and I know that the time is running out, 
But it's almost like some of these teams are not really pressing the panic button when they really do need to press, press the, the panic, panic button. button. Right. You know what I mean? Like, there's no sense of urgency. And and it's like the teams are like, well, we'll get them tomorrow. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll turn it on tomorrow. You can't do that in baseball. We've touched on this before. You know why? Because baseball is too damn hard. It's you way just, too hard. You just can't do it. And you can do it in the, in the fourth quarter of the, in the, you know, the NFL or the NBA, but you just can't do it in baseball. You just can't flip a switch and say, you know what, it's go time. It's just too too difficult. But uh, one team that's not looking uh, like baseball is too difficult, and that is the New York Yankees. They continue to, to, to move along as we switch to the American League. Um, this is a team that, you know, they might be without – Aaron Hicks and, and Mike Talkman for the for the rest of the year, but Stanton, Mike Stanton and Severino are coming back, and that's going to be huge lifts for them. But where does Stanton play, Tony? They're, they, I mean, listen, they'll find a bat, they'll find a place in that lineup for him. I'm sure of it. I mean, uh, this is a guy. Uh, although they don't know, necessarily know what they're going to get from him when he comes back, so uh, I'm sure these next three weeks will be kind of a trial to see where he may fit. And it's it's likely, I mean, it's a possibility that Stanton could be a matchup guy come playoff time because Yankees are in. They they don't have anything to worry about, so they can use these final weeks to kind of, uh, much like the Dodgers are doing right now, to kind of see how they want to set their roster and who's going to be hot because that's ultimately what the playoffs is about. You want to have the 25 guys that are at their best at that particular series. It can change from series to series, as we've seen in past years, but... Uh, the Yankees could be a dangerous team. I mean, they're getting healthy at the right time. I mean, as you mentioned Hicks and Talkman being out, but you're getting Stanton back. You're getting Severino back. You got Sabathia back yesterday. So uh, these are all positive signs moving into the playoffs for the Yankees. And I, I can't. I'm honestly looking forward to a Yankee-Astro matchup in the ALCS because. Uh, I see that series going seven. It, it, it could be a tremendous series. Now, listen, they've got to play the games. There's no guarantee they end up there. But as it looks right now, it certainly looks like they'll end up there. And I think that's going to be a series for the ages. Okay, so they play a seven-game series. What's the over-under on home runs? <laughs> oh, my God. Series? I know it's it, the playoffs. seven but... games? Oh, <laughs> seven it's... games. I they think it would be like 25. I, I was going to say 30. I was okay. going to say 30. I can go with 30. I'm comfortable <laughs> with that, too. <laughs> I, I mean, seriously, I mean, you're talking about two great ballparks to hit in, and you're talking about two great lineups. I mean, recently the Astros put up 36 runs in a three-game stretch. Three yeah. games, 36 runs. How, how about hard to believe. How about that series? They, they put up football numbers the first two games in their favor. Then they give up a football number the following day. I don't think there's ever been anything like that in the series. In in a three a four game series that was just incredible, man. These yeah. the ball is leaving the yard at an unbelievable pace, and uh, I I I am amazed. I'm scrolling through the home runs. There are 125 guys right now with three weeks to go with 18 homers or more. That is what? that is that is just it's mind blowing. So so you're gonna have at least 134 uh, with 20 or more by by the end of the year and listen if i if i if i scroll down to guys with 17 homers there's 136 guys with 17 homers or more so this this there's clearly a a, a there's obviously a shift in swing mechanics right the swing up era is in here right but 
there's clearly something going on with the baseball. I mean, this is this is getting ridiculous. <laughs> it is. It is ridiculous. And you're right on both accounts. Obviously, the balls are ridiculous. But I, I was looking at a, a baseball savant last night during the Phillies game, and there were some swings that were close to 60 degrees launch angle. The couple couple balls were 60 degrees. Mm. And then I'm looking at all the hits, right? Where are the base hits? Everyone talks about launch angle. Well, you look at the hits in the... It, you know, on that list, and all the hits were between like five and nine degrees launch angle, but yet guys still want to swing up on the baseball and, and drive the baseball because home runs is all that matters these days. It's maddening. I, give, it's maddening. Give me some hits. Give me some hits. Choke up on the bat with two strikes. Go the other way. Give me some hits. I don't care about launch angle and how high you can hit a pop up. <laughs> I that's don't. The, that's the thing is that come playoff time. Those that five that five degree nine degrees those matter right those matter just as much because right. runs are are harder to come by in the playoffs and that's how it's been that's how it will continue to be because I mean for a couple of reasons right everybody's everybody's um, focus heightens to a different level I I've been in a playoff series before and I can tell you from that experience alone it's just a it's a different game it's a different field it's a different intensity. Uh, come playoff time, and I and that is plays into the fact why it's a much tougher game to be able to score runs. Now, over the last few playoffs, we've seen some teams explode, especially in seventeen when the Astros won. It didn't matter who they faced; they seemed like they were they're getting runs and putting up, uh, getting getting balls up over that fence. But uh, come this time of the year, you know the the little things matter. Getting being able to get a guy over, being able to 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 steal an important base. Being able to to hit a ball to the left or right side. I mean, those things become so important come playoff time. Everything's under a magnifying glass. And it's the life for the life of me. I can't understand why over a course of 162 games, you're not prepping for this very time. And it just seems like we got more teams now who are just willing to to say, you know, forget it. We're just going to try to to feast our family, trying to leave the yard, or, you know, we'll take, deal with the consequences of not when the game comes. Yeah, and talk about a team that has been leaving the yard, staying in that AL West is, you know, the, the Oakland A's. They continue to, to pile up some runs, and it's a it's a team effort. It's one through nine, obviously, the DH in the American League. I mean, these guys are all pulling right now. I mean, they are swinging the bats. Uh, it's it's going to be, if the A's get in, they strike me as that team that, can just really throw a wrench in the whole playoff scenario because you catch them on the right day and nobody's going to beat them. We saw we saw what they can do against the Astros. They may have their number. They might be in the Astros' head, um, you know, if it comes down to it. But uh, you know, it, it's it's very difficult to, to uh, it's a very difficult difficult team to play when they are clicking on all cylinders. And very similar to last year. Very similar to last year and. Uh, they got beat last year when they got into the playoffs. So I, I still think Cleveland wins that second wild card spot. They're playing some good ball. They won four straight. They're both teams, Oakland and Cleveland, are seven and three in their last ten. Uh, so again, it could come down to schedule. Oakland's going to have to play Houston a few more times this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas you know Cleveland, they got Anaheim. Now they have they going into a, a big series against Minnesota. They got to find a way to be able to win. Both teams are having difficult schedules moving down down the stretch, but uh, there's just I just don't want to count out Cleveland. I think they I think they end up with that second wild card spot. 
Yeah, you never know. Uh, what, one question I do want to ask you, and we always worry about our, our stars of the game and, and how we keep them healthy and on the field every day. But one thing I think that's really got the Angels worried is, is the, the nerve issue in the right foot of Mike Trout. And, uh, you know, he might need a procedure in the offseason. We don't know that yet. But what, what do you think the team should do? I mean, obviously they're clearly out of it. But do you think they owe it to the fans to keep him in there or just make sure that Mike Trout is healthy and 100%? If he can't, if Mike Trout can't hurt himself more, he can't damage or make it worse, let him finish the year, man. Because, uh, and, and especially in Anaheim, that's pretty much what people are showing up to the yard for, right? You got Pujols and you got Trout. Don't deprive them uh, for something that isn't going to get worse or isn't going to hinder him in the future. Now, if that's not the case, yeah, you got to pull him out. I mean, he's your most expensive player, he's your biggest asset. And, and you need him for the rest of his career in Anaheim. But if it's not and he's okay with playing, he should be out there. I mean, that's, uh, you know, the, the load, man and load management things now is what they call it. Uh, guys are just taking a seat for rest. I think that's just, it's just the wrong way to approach it. People pay good money to, to come watch uh, our best players play. And, and for a game that is, you know, not the most exciting – you need to have your best guys out there. And if if he's not going to damage himself anymore and it's not going to get any worse, uh, I say you finish out the season. There's three weeks left. You can get to surgery as soon as the season's done and be back plenty of time for next season. Yeah, and you know what? I, I hate to be the you know back-when-I-played guy, but if you're looking at the schedules now, there's no reason why, if you're right. player, why you can't play every day. I'm Way sorry. more day offs now than there used it, to be, for sure. It, it's a joke. I mean, I, I'm looking at the Phillies right now. They got they have off on Friday, which is weird. They have off on Friday, and then they have off on Monday. And it's been like that for the for the so, last so many weeks. It seems like they have two off days a week. I I don't get it. I don't I, I don't understand. If I'm a player, I don't like that many days off when i came when i came back from an off day i was sore hundred percent hundred percent your body felt worse after the off day than it did going into the off day most Absolutely of the time right and then you're trying to find your rhythm believe it or not i mean the game is so hard at that level that you don't want to give an inch on on rhythm or anything like that off days it, it, it just it, it, they don't always feel like an off day, especially when you get done. Your body feels like I said, it, you you start to be sore. Things that you didn't feel all of a sudden pop up after an off day. Exactly right, and that's why I just you know what for all these off days, I, I understand that there are some some bumps and bruises that go along the way. I get it, but with the amount of off days that the guys have nowadays, it's like okay, guys, you know. Come on, let's go. You got you got to be in there. But with the, the Mike Trout scenario, that's a different story. Obviously, if he's hurting, he's got to come out. But um, you know, it's it's moving down the line. There's I can't believe we only have basically three weeks left. I can't believe that. It, it, this it's the season. It seems like it goes by faster every year. I, I know, and and I mean, shoot, it starts earlier, so it shouldn't yeah. even it shouldn't feel like that. But uh, you know, we get to this time of year, and as I said, this is. The most exciting part, if if we have and with everybody ending at the same time on the same day, it makes for a good finish. And and I think that the wild card, there's only three teams in, involved in the American League, but there's about four or five in the National League, and I think that's going to be a doozy of a finish when it's all said and done. Yeah, absolutely, it'll be fun. That's that's for sure. It'll be a last fun last couple of weeks of the season. Before we get to Kevin Millar. Let me talk a little bit about ZipRecruiter. 
We all know that hiring can be difficult. Cafe Altura's COO, Dylan Miskowitz, needed to hire a director of coffee. So he went to ZipRecruiter, posted his job, and found the best person for the role in just a few days. How? ZipRecruiter's technology finds people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. It's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address, ZipRecruiter.com enter. That's ZipRecruiter.com E-N-T-E-R. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. We're now excited to bring on Radio.com Sports' very own MLB insider, Kevin Millar, who spent 12 years in the majors picking up a ring in 2004 with the Boston. He is now an analyst on MLB Network, and I got to tell you, he's one of the best in the biz and the host of the Intentional Talk. Uh, Kevin, thanks for coming on, brother. How you doing today? Boy's doing good, man. I appreciate you having me. Thanks for coming on. Uh, I mean, let's let's get right into it. The playoff race is heating up. The wild card, especially in the National League, uh, looking at the, the the teams involved: Washington, Chicago, Milwaukee, the Mets, the Phillies. Um, I guess you got to throw the Diamondbacks in there. Who do you think takes those two wild card spots? Well, I'll tell you right now, the Cubs are still my favorite. I know that uh, the Baez injury is going to hurt them, but I like their starting staff. Uh, I just think with Kyle Hendricks and Lester and you got enough with Hamels and those boys. They they, they can they they can do it if they want it. Uh, I know their bullpen is shady. I think offensively, Rizzo and Bryant. Uh, Bryant's back in the lineup. He had two home runs, you know, after missing a couple of games with his knee. But I, I think they're still the favorite. The Milwaukee Brewers and the Astros I picked as my prediction before the year, and I had Milwaukee winning the World Series. The Yellett situation, devastating for them. Can they overcome it? Maybe they're already behind the eight ball, in my opinion, with their yeah. starting staff and that whole situation. Uh, but I still thought offensively they could they could pound the baseball. And we're in a different era. Let's be honest. I mean, is it this year? Is it about which lineup is going to hit most home runs going into the postseason uh, with with the amount of home runs going out? So it might be a year where the offenses take you to the promised land instead of the big the big one, two, eight strikeout guys but it'll be very interesting i just think the cubs are my favorite the nationals are my favorite but uh if there was a team that i was pick as a sleeper i mean phillies you know can they get you know hot can a guy like bryce harper put them on their shoulders for the last 10 days yeah we've seen that and we all know we've all played with players that are capable of putting a team on their back Mustakas was that guy last night for the brewers so it'll be real interesting uh i love the dimebacks getting into it i love the mets run that they had but i think that uh We'll see what happens. But I got Cubs-Washington right now. Kevin, there's obviously a lot going on in the game right now with 17 games to go for most ball clubs. But I'm going to look at uh, your former ball club. And obviously, you play, you've been in the big leagues for a while, played with a bunch of teams. But I, I really didn't see this move. Dave Dombrowski with the Red Sox getting fired. I, I did not see this coming. Do you have any take on that and, and why that happened? You know what? I don't know enough about it. I mean, let's be honest. They won a World Series in 2018, which was last year, less than a year. I don't know if it's a contract extension that started, you know, early on, and maybe they, they, they that was it. This team hasn't played well. They're under 500. Uh, they're under 500 at Fenway. You know, the starting staff has not looked good all year long. So, you know, you never know what goes on behind the scenes. But I, I, it was an obviously an awkward, an awkward firing time-wise. I mean, we all know yeah. this game and this business. You don't do well. It could happen quick. But at midnight, when you saw the breaking news, it was an odd timing aspect, if you were to ask me. 
Patriots are going, you know, playing on the Sunday night game. It was uh, after the Yankees game. So you're like, wow. So I don't know if it's contract. I don't know what happened extension wise, but Dombrowski's a 63 year old, you know, veteran general manager in this game has done a lot of great things. They just, those big markets, big cities change is what it's all about. Kevin, uh, you talked a little bit about it being a, a new era in the game of baseball. There, there are 100 guys right now in the league with 20 home runs or more. Uh, there's another, what, another 11 guys who have 19. So that number is just going to keep climbing here before, with three weeks left of the season. What, what's been your take on uh, watching all these homers? Is, is it good for baseball or, or, or do you think otherwise? Yeah, it's definitely. We were talking about this morning. You know, uh, you got a bunch of guys – you know, mid thirties going to hit 40. And back in the day, it was like the Jim Tomes and those guys that hit 40 and you had a few creep to 50. We might have four or five guys hit 50. Uh, actually with Yelich out now, it might be down to four, but the trout and the polar bear and you got Bellinger. So those are big numbers. And a lot of guys, you know, are reaching 40 if they get hot these last couple of weeks. And I'm talking about guys like Escobar and Marte for Arizona. People wonder how, how are they there? They lost Granky. They don't have Paul Goldschmidt. You know, A.J. Pollock signs. You're thinking, and all of a sudden, Troy Lavello's got these boys rolling. But you got a couple guys there in the middle of the infield, and Escobar playing third, but they might hit 40. They're in the MVP top 10 race. So there's a lot of home runs. I don't know if it's great because it seems like when we played 25 home runs was big time. If you hit 30, you were like the middle line guy. And then mm-hmm. if you hit 40, you were the hall of fame type. Now it's changed. Ballparks are smaller. Balls are a little wound up. Uh, you know, who knows, but it's going to be an interesting postseason because there's a lot of home runs. Teams like the Minnesota twins that can pound the baseball. Can they pound the baseball enough with like a Jose Barrios up top and an Odorizzi and, and be a factor? Sure. Yeah. You're looking at uh, that. That twin team has eight, players eight that have 20 or more home runs uh i know the balls are different that's that's a given i took bp a year ago kevin i was hitting him out of the ballpark for me at age 42 years old i mean that should tell you that the balls are juiced for (laughs) someone like me to do it but i'm telling you it's do you think it's obviously the balls but i'm seeing some pitchers with severe lack of command everybody throws hard we know that but when they're throwing a strike it's down the middle do you see that a lot of just lack of command nowadays yeah, I think lack of command, you're seeing a lot more opposite field home runs, right? But, yeah, a lot of velocity. So everything's high velocity, and, you know, there's not a whole lot of pitching. Kyle Hendricks is one of the ones, you know, like a Greg Maddox back in the day when we played mm-hmm. that still kind of pitches and moves the ball around and still does well. But a lot of these guys, they come out throwing, you know, 95 to 100, and it seems like everybody's got those guys. Right. Kevin, you know, I've listened to you on a couple different different occasions talk about the whole unwritten rules and and guys uh, and a lot of the 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 fisticuffs that we did have this year. Do, do you think the the home run plays a factor in it? And I, and I mean that in a way like uh, it seems like as you mentioned, it used to be twenty five was the mark. But when you have so many guys being able to leave the yard and and, and do whatever they feel is necessary after they leave the yard, do you think that kind of blurs the lines of uh, of what the rules are and aren't when it comes to you know pimping a home run or, or showing a guy up yeah there's a fine line now it's uh you know the whole motto's let them play but how far is that let them play i mean right. everybody's got two to three necklaces on and medallions <laughs> everybody kind of does their little skit antics and you know when you get a single you can look over and do you know whatever you want it's changed that way because I don't know who the enforcers are anymore. I mean, back when we played, if you did that, Clemens was throwing one at your neck. Right. Rain Johnson was throwing one at your neck. 
a John Lackey or a Josh Beckett throwing one at your neck. You know, that they just that's the way it was, right or wrong. We knew the rules. You can do whatever you want, even when we were there. You can do whatever you want. You want to do a backflip? You want to do a cartwheel? <laughs> but at the end of the day, there, hey, there's a reaction <laughs> to your to your scene, and it's you know heads up. But uh, now I don't. I, I think all all, all goes, and uh, you know you have a little scenes like the Pittsburgh Pirates drone guys, and we have fights, and but it's not like it was. And I'm not just one of those old crotchety guys. We all were there a few years back, and uh, this the game's definitely changed. That's the truth. Kevin, uh, last question for me, but uh, I got to know, I know you're out on the golf course right now with a couple buddies and Lackey and Beckett. And, uh, I want to know who the best guy is in the foursome and what part of your game do you really, really need to improve on? My iron, my irons are just not there. Long irons or just short irons? Like or all of them? Your long irons are five, six, and sevens and eights. Okay, great. When we get closer, I'm okay. I could drive the golf ball and I could chip a little bit, but those irons are just not consistent on par threes. And I'll tell you right now, Beckett hits the ball as far as anybody I've been around. I mean, I'll put him up there. I'm a great back factor. You know, he's an ugly kid with bow legs. We all remember that. <laughs> He's just got a he's got he's got a terrible body, but he's just so gifted and everything else he does. But just a terrible body with bad, 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 bad calves. Um, Cam Beckman is obviously the best. He's a PGA guy, but uh, and me and Lack we kind of get out there and grind. Lack's making a turn though. I'm gonna start off as a twenty. This guy's down to a ten in the last couple of years being retired. Well, well I Kevin, hope you do better with that eight that you had on the first hole. <laughs> Kevin, thank you for your time. I will let you get back to the links, and uh, we'll, we'll talk again soon. Appreciate it, Kevin. Boys, I appreciate you, boys. Good talking uh, uh, to you. All right, we'll talk to you. Take care. Well, before we go, Tony, and I, I sent you a photo yesterday, but we are currently remodeling our basement. And in my basement, I have a giant gun case. And I keep all my personal stuff in there, like all the stuff that really means a lot to me. And I came across a pair of your father's spikes. Uh, they're patent leather Nikes, and on the tongue, it says 5.5 hole, which was Tony Gwynn's hole. That's where he got a lot of his hits in between shortstop and third base, and he signed the tongue on both of them. And I found them, like, oh, my God, look at these spikes. I said, <laughs> I got to send a picture to Junior. So uh, what do you think? It'd bring back a lot of memories, I'm sure. It did. The first thing I thought of was uh, that's one of the best shoes I've ever seen made. And then the other thing I, I thought of was, how styles have changed. Patent leather was really starting to get popular uh, in the early 2000s. So my dad had a whole shoe made of patent leather. So not only could he wear them on the field, as you said, uh, he could wear them in church. He could wear them to a <laughs> wedding. He could do a little bit of everything with those shoes. They were they were multiverse. Yeah, they were. No, they're awesome. I, you know, it, it's weird. I have a you know I have a, a bat that a lot of Yankees had signed, a Jorge Posada bat. I have a pair of spikes from Alex Rodriguez that he signed, and you know I got Aaron Rodgers autographed football in there, and I got your dad's spikes. So there are a few other things in there, but I, I would say that those spikes are definitely my favorite because not only did I wear them. But I, you know, your dad gave them to me, but I, I wore them in the game, in a game, and then he, he signed them for me as well. So that's, that's I used to give my dad a hard time about it because we, he was like a half size or a full size fuller. So I could never get any of his cleats or shoes uh, that, that he wore, but I, I just settled for his bats because we swung the same size bat. So that was good <laughs> enough for me. That's, that's right. And you got the best wood, that's for sure. That'll do it for today, and uh, we appreciate you all tuning in. Uh, thanks for listening to Radio.com Sports Big Time Baseball Players Edition, presented by Radio.com Sports. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts by searching Big Time Baseball. You can also find it on Twitter at RDC Sports. 
Until next time, I'm Ben Davis alongside Tony Gwynn Jr. Have a great day. This has been a presentation of Radio.com Sports. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.